Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we have an excellently special guest this week. Uh, he is a comedian. He is a performer, an actor, an overall wonderful human. Please welcome Teddy Gales. Thanks, y'all. Excited to be here. Me and me and my closet are very, very happy. You, I gotta say, uh, it's a good setup. It's a really great setup. People don't realize yeah. the effectiveness of a closet with clothes to dampen the sound. Yeah, right behind this camera here is about, it's like all of my winter coats. And then you just add like a little pillow, little sweater behind you, and it's it's silent in here. It's amazing you what you can wonderful. do. Yeah, you sound Thank excellent. You. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And I like that you have the pillow there in case mid-recording mid or mid-podcast, whatever you're doing, you can just... Kind of oh, truthfully, yeah, really, I could just kind of yeah. nod off right over here. Yeah, <laughs> that's very cozy. I, I remember going to a museum one time, and you had to like walk under like this little like halfway uh, of carpet, and you walk into a room, and there's a piano. It was just wall to wall, like rolled like rolls of carpet attached yeah. to the wall, and it was so crazy silent in there. And I there was no one there playing the piano, but I guess the idea was that someone could play the piano. You could be outside of that and not hear it. Because the yeah. carpet just absorbed the sound. And I just remember stepping in that room being like, holy crap, this is wild. So this is all you got to do to soundproof. I just get giant rolls it's of carpet, right. glue it to the wall, and you're good to go. There you go. Also, moving blankets are a big one. Okay. The, the, like, oh, yeah. Those those just 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 like completely take out all sound. Yeah. I actually got to get some for this. I feel like it'll step it up even more. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. you guys yeah. ever that like uh, – the most soundproof room in the world thing they have. I don't know if it's like an MIT or up in Minnesota, wherever it is. Would you guys want to do that? I have Absolutely a deep not. desire to do it, but I'm also terrified at the same time. I have heard that it is like truly one of the most terrifying experiences because I've heard things of like, it's so quiet that all of a sudden for the first time in your life, you can like hear your bones moving. Cause like normally you would not be able to even like perceive that, but like, it's yeah. so quiet that you like can feel your organs shifting. I don't know how true that is. I just remember reading a post about that where like if yeah. you spend too much time in the room, you can literally go insane. And like that is terrifying. I also have a horrible fear of like not drowning, but like open water and that kind of like pressure. And I feel like that would be a similar experience. And yeah. I, don't, I don't yeah. like that. I'll mess with yeah. that. Like, I like, totally what do happens it. Then, what happens if like the door, like 
gets jammed and you can't get out and you just oh my God. forced <laughs> to spend like two, three hours in there while they try to get the door unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like your thoughts would then get like, cause you could already hear your own thoughts, you know, but I feel like it would feel like a person in the room with you. And yeah. that's terrifying. <laughs> I'd love to go in there. I think it'd be cool. What I would love to watch that? someone in there. Like, what would I do I in there? Like, I mean, what are you supposed to do in there? I mean, I mean, like, would you would you sing to yourself? Would you just sit and like? Let's be honest. I'd probably fart. I would not intentionally, but it would happen. You know, yeah. And inevitably, oh, it would they, happen. And they'd sound so loud, right? <laughs> yeah. That that's where you want to record farts is in that room right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. That that's, would be yeah. amazing. Full range. I don't know. I just yeah. lay there and just kind of like you know absorb absorb the experience. Yeah. You know, I think it'd be really what interesting. Would you, given ten minutes, what would you do, Teddy? Only ten minutes, and the door will open. You don't have to worry. I but you I'd have probably... to guess when it's 10 minutes. Oh, Otherwise, God. you stay in there forever. 10 minutes is so long. <laughs> 10 minutes is such a long time when you're doing nothing. Right. <laughs> I like 10 minutes is an eternity. I feel like, I don't know. I probably, I, yeah, I'd probably like yell or like sing or something and see what that sounded like. Yeah. Cause I bet your voice would sound different. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to, right? It has to. That's what's so terrifying <clears throat> is it's like that thing of, you know, like, certain kinds of like underwater creatures can see like colors that we've never seen before. I yeah. feel like it would be like that. Like you'd hear things that you, about yourself that you've never heard before. And I already, the sound of my own voice is sometimes a little like when you like hear it back, you know, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like this would be like all the, all the different ranges and all the little minutiae I'm finally hearing. God. You terrifying. basically get to be daredevil for 10 minutes. Right. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, maybe you just sit there and like snap around the room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, I feel like that'd be Daredevil's worst nightmare because nothing bounces in that room. Ah, so like, he'd be standing blind. There, he's like, oh shit, oh, I'm truly yeah. blind. Yeah. Maybe he'd feel like he's floating. You know? Right? Oh, crazy. Yeah. Oh man. I, speaking of floating, uh, sensory deprivation tanks. There's another one that I would love. To I'd do love to try that. I've heard those are. Cool. I feel like that's almost worse for you, Teddy. Yeah. Because oh, water, water, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Water, yep. dark, tight space. Right. Yeah, just. Nope. But here's the thing. You can touch the bottom. So that's the thing. Because for me, it's the oh, idea of like, fun. we're going to throw you in a pool, but you can't see the bottom. And you're just sitting there and yeah. it's quiet. <laughs> and you have to tread water. You're like, I don't uh, like this. I don't like this. <laughs> it's that and those like those pool rooms where there's like no windows. And it's just like a pool with a roof. God, that stuff freaks me out. <laughs> it's so unsettling to me. Like, I don't know why. Ugh. Yeah, I get Bobble. it. I totally get All it. All right. Well, we've covered worst fears. I mean, I don't know what else we have to talk about. Right. All right. See you later, guys. Well, we do have a we do have a question from from Zinni in in the oh, audience. Yeah. The the regular question. She needs to know. Needs to know. She's chomping at the bit. Uh, what what is your favorite Pokemon and why? Favorite Pokemon? I uh, I loved. Bulbasaur when I was a kid because I grew up in Vermont and so I think that I really liked like the forest and all that okay but I like I really liked Bulbasaur and then uh uh Venusaur but I didn't like the middle one okay um yeah and I and I think it's also that thing like no one else liked Bulbasaur so maybe I like felt a little bad (laughs) for it because like no one was choosing like the grass type you know what I mean but I don't know I I really I (laughs) I like reptiles Mm-hmm. And I feel like Bulbasaur is just like a big old turtle. You know what I mean? There's also that turtle one that I forget the name of that has the big tree coming out of it as well. But yeah, when I was like real young and like Pokemon was first like hitting the scene, I, I very much like Bulbasaur. 
That's awesome. Your answer, your answer is acceptable to Zinni. She writes, okay. woot, 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 I accept this. Team Bulbazar for life. Hell yeah. And Love Emilio that. says Squirtle Squad is best squad. So Squirtle Squad is pretty cool. That episode is the one that I always like remember from like my childhood. Because it always used to play on repeat, like all the time when Pokemon like first when the series first came out. Sure. Like, it's funny how the, you, there's those episodes of things that you catch. And for the record, Justin and I know absolutely nothing about Pokemon. So this is always great zero. when we ask these Heck questions because yeah. I'm like, you can say whatever words you want and we'll be like, cool. I don't even know that's, that's a Pokemon. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a pretty early episode in the like original run of like okay. the, what, you know, I was seeing on like WB kids. Yeah. Right. You know? And so they would play, they, because there weren't many other episodes, they just like play that one like over and over and over again for a while. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. It's so yeah. good. Well, Zenny, her thirst is quenched for this episode. Thank you for asking Zenny, as always, and keeping us on our toes. Uh, before we get started, uh, let's get through some housekeeping real quick, and uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll really dig into it with Ted here. Uh, but real quick, um, if you don't know, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. All our socials are that too. Uh, we do live stream the podcast on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central, and I host a live stream of some video games on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. This Saturday, we're doing an Overwatch 2 stream. So we're trying to get a five-on-five five within the Mind Gap community, which would be really fun. So come check that out. That game just dropped like literally as we're recording this on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central on YouTube.com. Um, so should be fun to check that out uh if you're here watching us live or if you're watching the episode on youtube uh hit the like button hit the subscribe button costs you nothing i had some random dude come by the stream on saturday he's like you got six people watching and no likes he's like guys the likes are free that guy goblin was his name was right the likes are free it costs you nothing so like subscribe no pressure do it and if you'd like to contribute more uh, if you want to be like, you know what, free, that's too, that's too basic bitch for me. I want to do, I want to throw some real money their way. Uh, you can always check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. You could also, uh, check out our merch at redbubble.com. Uh, also check out our discord, join the community of MindGap. Link is in the description down below on YouTube. And if you're listening on the cool places like good pods, which apparently we hit some charts yeah. on there, which was like awesome. Uh, which is great. Check out checks out on Good Pods. Uh, write, review, subscribe, or wherever else you're listening to this. That's fantastic. We appreciate you. And housekeeping over. Justin, I'm going to kick it over to you. Thank you. Uh, I would like to get one little bit of housekeeping out of the way. Speaking of donating money, uh, we are currently still in our crowdfunding campaign for Love and Improv. So please go to loveandimprovfilm.com. On there, there's a link to our Seed and Spark campaign where you can donate a dollar, $100, million, whatever you are financially set up to do, you can do that. And it helps us. Every dollar helps. And I mean that. Like if we get to whatever our threshold is for payout and we're $1 short, we don't get it. So every dollar can make a difference. So please, loveandimprovfilm.com. And click on the Seed and Spark link on there, and that'll take you to our crowdfunding page where you can donate. And because the audio version of last week's episode just dropped, uh, we are going to extend the time period of, of the offering that Adam Smeestad gave last week. 
And for every $100 raised from the MindGap community, he will take a one ounce uh, shot of like some scorpion Tabasco sauce. And then I think it's like 50,000 Scovilles or something like that. And then if we raise $2,000 from the MindGap community, he will come back on and he will do the one chip challenge. So we've got a few more days to do that. If you're watching this live, uh, you, uh, you can still do that. If you hear this next week, the timeline will probably be over. Um, but please go donate. And I also bring this up because our esteemed guest, Mr. Teddy Gales, has been cast in our movie and he is playing the role of Rick. So, Ooh. woo, we're looking at Rick right here. So, uh, Teddy, give us a little bit about yourself uh, and who you are, what you do, and then we can talk a little bit about the role you're playing. Yeah, uh, thanks for, thanks again for having me on. This gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, my name is Teddy. I uh, I've been a Chicago like actor comedian for actually I just hit my my tenth year in the city. Hell yeah! Uh, now that that does include college, so it is kind of that like a little thing. I I kind of feel like it's really only been about like six years in in the city because I was like spending most of the time you know in the downtown campus and all that. But ten years in Chicago, six years as a as a actor and performer. Um, yeah, as far as like comedy goes, I started doing like uh, improv about my, my junior year of college. Uh, we had like a uh, a a non college sanctioned like college team that we would go out to nice. the, uh, the playground theater and do their college nights and stuff like that. Um, I did some studying at IO for improv, and then I was did a, a stand up training at uh, at Second City, which was super nice. fun. Uh, and then, like nowadays, I uh, I do a lot more like digital like sketch comedy. There was a while where I kind of like not took a break from comedy because you never do, but I just wasn't performing really improv anymore. I wasn't doing sketch anymore. I, I about like six years ago or so, I was also trying to do like more digital sketch kind of got burnt out took a little bit of a break and then like i would say around like 2021 i really like started getting back into sketch and now it's like a nice. big part of my life again so yeah yeah where can people yeah, find yeah. you i know you're you're pretty prolific on, yes. the, on the socials where can people check you out so on instagram you can find me at teddy g underscore comedy so t-e-d-d-y-g underscore comedy and then on tiktok i'm just at teddy gales i'm very lucky to have snagged just my name so on tiktok it's at teddy gales and i post a lot of uh post a lot of my sketches on there yeah fantastic yeah i've uh, I've, I've watched several of them and they're they're good stuff so Thank great you. work i Appreciate really enjoy that. it so yeah y'all should go check them out yeah please do yeah, yeah yeah it's exciting super exciting so uh let's just talk briefly we don't have to spend too much time on it but uh love and improv um uh are you uh i guess what are you, what are your thoughts on the project tell people a little bit about like i'll give it over to you to kind of pitch why people should care about this project i i mean it's super exciting because it's like it's it's so personal to like chicago I'm, oh, man it's 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 definitely a cliche thing to say, but like Chicago improv, like it is in a lot of improv communities, but Chicago improv in particular is like a very specific beast. And yes. it's uh, pretty fun to to be having a story that kind of like is going to encapsulate not only a lot of just, you know, the inside jokes and things like that, but also just the the whole experience of, of being a part of that community. And I think like the minute I saw like the audition post, I was like, oh man, yeah, I got to at least like send something in for this because this is like, this is this is very personal you know uh in a good way in a good way it's yeah. like it's it's like 
yeah, it's like nothing else. Like Chicago improv and especially Chicago improv community is is something that I'm not sure why there hasn't been more of a. Uh, uh, fr- I mean, I guess I guess uh, what was it? Big Sick kind of did that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there's a, I, I know there's a page right now on Instagram that's kind of been like following like the community and you know like talking yeah. about it and filming performances and all that but it, it it amazes me that with how how much comedy has come out of chicago especially not only just productions and, and but but people and not only just performers but showrunners writers i mean yeah. it, it so much of it comes from here and we don't have a ton of movies that really like highlight a lot of that so when i saw this i was i was pretty excited and i think a lot of people even if you're familiar with it or not are gonna love kind of like that inside look to like the 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 personalness of like what it means to be a performer kind of grinding it out in the chicago improv and comedy community for sure yeah i I always uh, amazes me too like thinking like the upright citizens brigade theater was started because of training that Polar received in Chicago. And so yeah. like an entire theater company was, and, and style was born out of something that like, so is, has roots in Chicago. And so like, yeah. I think, you know, for, I've said this in one of my Instagram posts is like, I don't, a lot of people don't realize the, the, the weight that uh, the history that is behind the Chicago improv scene. And if you've ever taken a class or seen a show, you, if, you, if you've seen a show, you know a little bit. You can kind of get a little feel for it. If you've taken a class or spent any time with the people in the community, it's a whole different beast. And once yeah. you're kind of touched by that, it's it's hard to, to let go of it because it's it just, it grabs, it's 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 intoxicating, you know? It, yeah, it really is. It, it, it there, when I first kind of like got to college and I had kind of known a little bit about like, not only Chicago improv, but like, uh, or any real like big city kind of like you know small theater small improv and all that from like the the things in 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 movies and books and all that that you read about as like a young kid mm-hmm. uh chicago improv is truth truthfully in my opinion the only one that actually kind of lives up to that those kinds of like stereotypes in a, sure. in both good and bad ways like sure, sure. it's it, like like Chicago improv really is like you're going to someone's basement at midnight and it's been turned into like a performance hall and it's some of the funniest stuff you've ever seen in your entire life. And then it's gone and then it's done like that. You know what I mean? And it it really is kind of magical. Like it's, it's of course you have your second cities and now like, uh, like IO coming back and like all of that kind of stuff and the annoyance, but it truly is that like that, grungy kind of like underground feel to it that really makes it i think totally different than anything else you might experience in a lot of other places in the country which is very special it's yeah it does kinda, it hooks you it's intoxicating you're totally yeah, right it's still kind of like when you're describing like that kind of that that more of the uh independent grungy side of it it has that feel of like punk rock in the 80s in new york yeah like uh, was it cbgb like the like the club like you would just go and you would see in a very dark room and you're like i'm seeing something special here i don't know what it is but i know i'm seeing something kind of cool yeah. yeah yeah and it's then it's then so interesting because like especially you know uh with some of the performers that then go on to do like truly incredible things there is kind of that sense of like i remember when they were doing that bit where they were playing like the pastor's son every like midnight show at whatever free thing. And now they're doing that 
you know, right. on like some of the biggest like networks and stages like in the country, but you got to kind of see them like workshop that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I, I, I remember running into blah, blah, blah show before they were a showrunner who was talking about how, oh, I had this idea for this thing. And now it's like the biggest comedy on TV right now. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. It's, it's, there's this sense of pride of just kind of like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in like a cool think tank, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. like Justin, I've talked about this before, but I still have inside bits and, and jokes and lines that I use, but only like my wife and I know it because we saw the show. And yeah. so we we will we will drop these lines, but I'm like, no one knows what this is, and I can't really explain it because it was improv years ago. So I just remember the moments, and you know, for me with improv, it was great in Chicago because well, again, the pros and the cons because you were basically performing to other performers. So right, that is a lot of it. Yeah, there's a lot of it. So I mean, the the good thing about that is like if you can make those people laugh, you're doing great. Because it feels like whether you like it or not, there's critique happening, right? Because if you understand no, how improv yeah. works, you're trying to like break it down. You know the inside scoop. It's only when you go out and then perform for you know the muggles of the world that are that don't know how the stuff works, and you do stuff. They're like, "Holy shit!" It's like yeah, someone performing right. magic. They're like, "Oh, he made that up." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I kind of did. I mean, there's rules, you know. Let's break down how a herald actually works." So yeah. you, you know, and they're like, "What?" It's like, "Yeah, that's not what they're here for." But when you can see like. When you understand, like, I don't know, I feel like there was a greater appreciation for me because I knew how the sausage was made. And I've told this story before, but fuck everyone else has ever heard it. I'm going to say it again. But this is one of my favorite moments is the, the scene started where there was this couple and they were like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so nervous. I hope they're OK. And this guy came in as like a Chicago cop. And he's like, is there a prom here? And they go, I'm sorry, what? He goes, is there a prom here? And they're like, are you asking if there's a prom here? He's like, yeah, my daughter. Uh, I just I want to see, is the prom here? What, what, what happened was he was trying to say, is there a problem here in the Chicago accent? But he said it weird. And they were like, I'm sorry, are you asking if there's a prom? The guy just immediately said, yep, I'm here for the prom. Yeah. Where's the prom? I'm here to pick up my daughter or whatever. And it turned into this amazing scene. But to this day, my wife and I still go, is there a prom here? Is there a prom? You got a prom here? And... Again, just a joke that only she and I get. No one else understands right, it. Yeah. Because that night when we were watching the Deltones, you know, at I.O., <laughs> before they broke into an amazing song, there was the, is, are, is there a prom here? And it made us yeah. tickle us to this day. And it was beautiful as an improviser watching that happen. I'm like, I know what he's doing. And that's perfect. That's exactly how you do this craft is you're yes sanding yeah. it. And it's gorgeous and it's lovely. And, you know, you're just mesmerized by the talent as they're doing it and, and sometimes it's inspiring sometimes it's soul crushing because you're like god damn it i'll never be that good how do they do that like watching <laughs> tj and dave and you're like how yeah, do these two guys just they're so good damn it yeah. and when you say do you guys know who tj and dave are and they're like no i'm like how do you not know how do you not know these guys they're did so you guys good. get a chance to watch the re the reunion show they just did i did thanks no, to you they live streamed yeah well, i sorry you both said Doug, you yes, I did. Thanks to you, Justin and Teddy. You said you I did not, did not get a chance to see it. No, gotcha. Oh my god, it was it was again. It was a masterclass. And you're just like these guys yeah. haven't lost a step. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. One thing that you were uh, talking about, like musical improv, I'll never forget. And kind of like when you talk about like how you're performing to performers versus the Muggles of the world. When when I was going through A through E, uh, I had Anthony LeBlanc sat in on one of my classes as a, a special teacher. And he, it was during the time when we were covering uh, musicals. And he was like, the, the thing you got to remember is that for most people who don't do improv, if you repeat the same line over and over again, 
most people are just going to be, they're going to be blown away. Yes. The fact that you're singing it, people are going to think they're not going to realize you're saying the same thing. So buy yourself some time, <laughs> sing four lines of the same thing and just let it ride, you know? And yeah. I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Absolutely. But it, it, when you know the rules, it changes it. But if you're just an audience member, you can pull the wool over their eyes real easy with some of the stuff. And it is they're It's like they're watching someone perform alchemy on stage. Mm -hmm. They're just, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. At the same that, time, people don't right. understand. They're like, say something funny. They're like, this isn't stand up. And even stand ups don't no, like that true. either. Yeah. Cause a lot of, I mean, as, as I'm sure both of you know, like some of the, some of the, 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 the train wrecks you see out there when it's, you know, trying to be funny as opposed to just kind of going out there and telling a story. There's some I've seen like recently too, where like there wasn't a joke told once, but you were so captivated because they had this whole story they were doing. And these two characters were on this journey and you didn't really laugh out loud at all, but you came out being like, that's one of the best things I've ever seen. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. That's my yeah. favorite stuff. That's, that's what I. That's what's near and dear to my heart is the long form stuff. Like I, yeah. I recently went to like a, a short form like games, you know, a show. A friend of mine was was in, and I was like, oh yeah, I never did enjoy the short form games. Like, you know, I get it because that's what most people know from whose line is it anyway. And, and I'm like, yeah, no, sure. I want to sit through 45 minutes of people just fucking around building yeah. something switching stuff that's why tj and dave is always so much fun because it starts so slow right mm -hmm. they're, they're they're building the world and then it starts ramping up as they start switching to other characters and what's so fun about that kind of show is that it's it doesn't have to be grounded but when it's grounded you can relate like because you understand who the these characters are that they're portraying like you can yeah. identify who that is and just a mannerism a change in the voice um just whatever and you're off to the races and then it's it's so much fun and I, i'm with you like you know that was the hardest thing to learn which is like you're not up here making jokes this is right. just you're listening no to what the other person is saying yeah. you are adding to it and you're just going back and forth and before you know it you have this beautiful thing that's that's happening between your eyes and it's just like don't fuck it up just keep going yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> i always yeah. just love when the teachers would call us out when uh, i think sasco tim sasco is one of the best examples that we had like we'd be up doing a scene and one of us would start to go into the kind of mugging or hamming it up a little bit and he'd be like fucking knock it off it's like <laughs> yeah. be honest and he would he would always call you out if you were doing a bit don't Did go not. for jokes don't go for jokes yeah, <laughs> yeah that was yeah such good stuff which honestly i mean that's how this podcast was basically born was just and i essentially you know doing improv a little bit here and there every week it keeps my improv you know heart full every week as we do Absolutely. this so because yeah. i miss it man i miss it very much teddy do you ever miss being on stage and doing the the the, the improv on a regular basis or um uh i don't know it's like honestly actually tying it back to like the film when mm -hmm. we were auditioning and through those callbacks and we were doing like uh, uh we were doing the uh the chemistry reads yeah um that was some of the first like longer form when you just told us like we're gonna put five minutes on the clock you you two you know i think the exact prompt you gave us was like you're buying a gift for your daughter like just talk just yeah. go that was some of the first long form that i had done since like gosh since like before 2019 wow. and 
And because I, I do a lot of like commercial acting and things like that. So like improv is always still like a part of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times when I'm writing sketches, a lot of that comes from like improving it out with someone or just myself or whatever and writing down the best stuff, you know? Yeah. However, like that was the first time in a while that I had done that. And I remember coming out of that being like, man, whoa. Like that felt so good. <laughs> like so cool. I had kind of forgot. Cause like I said, I, I mean, I'll be honest with, with y'all. I did have like some burnout because I was, yeah. I was doing the thing I was doing, yeah. you know, we were performing quite a bit. And at that time you're really young and you really want your group to like do well. And so there's a lot of pressure of like, you know, like, Oh, what kind of coach should we get? And we mm-hmm. need to be signing up for this thing, but none of us have money and blah, blah, blah. And you do lose a little bit of the like fun that you had with it. And now that I'm older, it's this thing of like, well, now I can just do this. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I don't perform it like really regularly anymore, but it's still such a like huge part of my life. So do I miss it? Yeah. I would say when it's good. Yeah. I miss it. But do I miss like a lot of like the grind? I don't know. That's like a love hate relationship. It's the same way I feel about stand up. I like doing it. And when, when it's like, you know, maybe you're hosting or maybe you're doing a roast or something Mm -hmm. like that. But as far as like playing the road and stuff like that, that's a specific thing that you've got to like really love. Yeah. You know, cause that's tough. That is, t- and I know people who do it and they love it and like, Hey, that's awesome. But it, it it's tough. Yeah. yeah as, as a burgeoning standup comedian to, to grind out, like finding your gigs and going on the road, getting yourself there, putting yourself up. That's, that is, that is, uh, that's just a hill that I would never, I don't have the fortitude to climb that hill. You gotta I, I want it. You gotta yeah. love it. And you, and really, you gotta want it. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is one of the, yeah, that's certainly one of the, Stand up, I feel like, is still very much like the cliche of how you become, you know, quote unquote, like successful in it mm-hmm. is really how it is depicted in a lot of like films and stuff like that. It's like, no, you you have to. Yeah, exactly. You have to want this. You have to be doing. I mean, I know people who do, you know, they're every night they're doing at least one open mic, mm-hmm. if yeah. not two, sometimes even three. They're doing nine to eleven to yeah. one you know like crazy yeah at three different places yeah well that's what's crazy yeah. too is because that's how you get better you gotta get it out is, there and, it is. Uh, and you, you gotta eat to. shit you know yeah, yeah you gotta <laughs> you gotta get out there and you gotta fail and you gotta you gotta bomb and and you know yeah so full circle yeah i i i do i do miss it but there are still some parts of me that are a little like i i i prefer sketch yeah. Nowadays, sure. yeah. I would say. Yeah. Well, I, I get a also, little bit more enjoyment out of it. I respect the fact that you you're kind of you know everything is is kind of at your control for what you can do. You can you know what, what you know with with improv with what I you know when I was doing it and stuff like that. I had to rely on other people. You know the other team. You know people on the team to go and perform this thing and you know which is fine, right? It's it's fun everything like that. But there's something about having the control in your in your own hands to be like I'm gonna go film a sketch today and I'm gonna write yeah. it. I'm going to be able to record it and produce it and all that sort of stuff. And I'm going to be able to put it out. And I did it. I don't necessarily have to rely on everyone because listen, I love the improv community, but damn y'all are unreliable as fuck. Like flaky as hell. Like God bless y'all. But that's, man, that's creatives. I uh, creatives yeah. the the constant struggle with creatives, especially when you get into the creative business is how do you, how do you balance the, the scattered creative mindset with the need for need to be type A in the business minds. It's it's a real hard uh, No, it's tough. Yeah. That was hard. It's tough. Yeah. 
absolutely no i know exactly what you're saying yeah and as i as i get older honestly like like obviously like acting is much more of a uh primary you know not only like money earner for me but just what i do more often now um but as i get older I, i start to and i think i think this happens with a lot of people you start to kind of gravitate towards like being behind the the camera you start to gravitate towards like you know one of the projects i'm working on right now like although i am performing in it from a sketch comedy standpoint um uh to a certain extent i'm starting to feel a little bit more like maybe i want to be more of like kind of like a showrunner position on this where i kind of i understand the the point of view that this should all be at mm-hmm. but i don't necessarily have to be in everything and i think mm. that's like a sign of maturing i mean as far as like the flaking and stuff like that i think it's all like in there because when you're young and you want to perform if there's something that's better you're gonna go do it yep yeah. if there's something that you perceive is better you're gonna have more eyes on you all of that why would you go to a midnight show with like like yeah unless these are like your best friends but like why why would you like mm-hmm. like i i'm guilty of that i i had a you know, like a mixer group I was supposed to be a part of. And I went to like two shows because like no one ever came. Yeah. Right. And I was like, well, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like no one's coming to see this, you know? Yeah. But now that so I'm it's- older, it's a little bit more like, ah, I'll let, I'll let the, I'll let these guys <laughs> perform and I'll, I'll just be like, yeah, that's good. You know, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, well, you're like Bulbazar evolving, right? You're yeah. in exactly. The- no, yeah, for, for real, for real. You get to that point where even as a performer, as much as you love it, you get to that point of just kind of like, I really would just rather kind of not be seen as much. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I, when I, when it's work that I'm creating sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know what, I don't know why that is, but yeah. I, I think that's universal though, because I just, ironically, I was just listening to a podcast uh, for uh, that Aubrey Plaza was on and she was talking about the new <clears throat> uh, film that she's going to be in. Uh, she's also a producer on it. And she was talking about the, the interviewer asked her, so like what's next in your career? And she goes, I think I'm at the point where I need to direct something next. Like, so she yeah. was thinking the same. She's like, I has to, it, there's this natural evolution where I'll still perform, but I like producing now. And I think I, the next step has to be the directing. It's almost like you walk a certain path. And so, yeah. you know, getting older, you start to, okay, well, let me have more creative control behind the scenes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just interesting how that's more of a universal. That is a universal thing I think people go through. I can see that yeah. too, right? Like some people that still will perform, but they just want to flex their muscles, right? In another way and just be like, oh, I want to direct. Maybe I yeah. want to write. You know, maybe I want to produce. Maybe, you know, like you said, maybe they step away all together. Maybe they do all of them at the same time. You know, I think, I think that's a natural thing. Just, I think it's curiosity. It's a, you know, if you have that drive to tell a story and you're like, listen, I'm just going to direct this one because I think I know exactly. And I, maybe I'm not in it, but like, I, I know how to, how I want this to go. I have a vision for it. Yeah. I know, I know how I want to make this happen. So I think that makes sense. Right. Because you know, it's like any, any job that you've ever had where at some point you're like, I'm ready for something else. I'm ready for a different responsibility, a different role, maybe a promotion. Maybe it's just a different department. Maybe it's a different industry. Maybe, you know, whatever, like you're just ready for something new. So I think that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really good point. Like when it becomes, when it becomes like your job, cause now at this point, you know, like, like I consider acting more of like my job and I do love it. And of course, like, like I'm still going out for things and I love things and all that, but it does kind of get to that point of a little bit of like the, well, I, I make coffee at my job. I don't know if I want to like make that at home. <laughs> so at home when I'm cut, when I'm, you know, when I'm coming up with stuff that I, like passion projects i'm less of like 
it might be this thing where I'm a little less like, I don't know if I want to like actually act in it. I just want to kind of be there like supporting it. Right. Does I want to get the thing made. That's yeah. what I want to get it out there. And however yeah. that manifests itself, that's cool. Well, and I think the other thing is when it, it does become your job, it is serving you like that. So when you mm-hmm. have it as your, it's just serving you in that way, you don't, your passion projects become less of a thing that you maybe feel like you need to perform it. You right. know? Well, I have a question for you, Teddy. Yeah. Are you worried about AI taking your job away? Oh, as far as uh, like art and voice and all that? Yeah, man. Voice, are you worried about it? The voice stuff. And I'll like, and I, we've, I've heard both of you swear on this. So now I know I can do that. I never know. Um, it's <laughs> the, yes. I never know. We should have told um, you, you know, that's why no, I try to do voice, it early and do it loud. So I'm like, let you know. It's, it's totally cool. Fantastic. Yeah. The, the voice AI stuff scares the shit out of me. Uh, uh, because like voice acting is like my primary like source of income and especially commercial voice acting. And, uh, that shit is getting too good. Um, and I already know people in like the voiceover community and all that. I'm like, we've talked about it. Like, like you, you can get it to say anything. And it really sounds part of the skill of learning like commercial take is having that like commercial rhythm. You know, and not everyone's going to want that, but your basic kind of like, especially more like regional focused things, that's what they want. You know, it's the like, like come over to blah, blah, blah bank and open up an account, you know, and the AI is, is so good at that. And so it, it, it that's definitely scary. Um, cause I mean, let me, let me do one for you here. Let, let, let me try something out here for you. Oh, no kidding. All right. Here we, here we go. Here we go. Let's do this. So, you're gonna head on down and open up a bank. At Bank of Go Fuck Yourself. Well, guess what? On your mid. Come on down. See Justin. Come back. Find the dumpster. Play the link to it on your flips. And he'll open up his trench coat and give you what you need. Baby. You know? I mean. Damn. That's. It's like deep fakes for voice. Right? Damn. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. See, like, Is it I mean, perfect? Like, no. Yeah. But. I'm no, going to have fun not. with it and the stuff that I make, you know? <laughs> no, and I think that that's the thing. Like, like I, I think that, like, for bigger for bigger projects, for stuff that, you know, they're, they're going to want the things that aren't perfect about something like that to be smoothed out with, like, a real voice because they can afford it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem is for a lot of us is that then, like, all of a sudden those middle things that you do to kind of, like, work are, mm-hmm. are, are going to start to go away. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like, why would you? And I mean, I like, you know, I have a subscription. uh, uh, This is a little bit more like AI art kind of stuff. But like, Mm -hmm. I I have a subscription to like mid journey. Yeah. And like, I've, I've used it for my sketches when I like, when I, the craziest one, man, when I need a photo of something, like, instead of like staging that and making it, like if I'm doing a sketch and I'm like, I'm making up some news story and it's Mm -hmm. like, this thing fell from the sky. All I have to do is type in, thing falling from sky looks like blurry old photo and then it spits it right out and like that's i mean like i don't make concept art at, for a living Same. but i'm sure those people are are i don't know i'd have to talk to someone because maybe they don't maybe they're like no i mean at the end of the day like i don't think there's going to be enough people that will fully invest in something like that like because it's just easier to contact someone like me than it is because they have the money. Mm-hmm. But again, I think for those smaller middle jobs, when you're starting out, maybe that'll be the thing is that it's going to get harder to like jump in 
Yeah. Just from like your talent alone. Yeah. I mean, mean? it's a thing uh, on Twitter recently. I mean, this has been something I've been, I mean, this particular article, Justin and I have been sitting on just because we've been finding other stuff to talk about, but it's, you know, an AI generated artwork won first place at state fair fine arts competition and artists are pissed. And I mean, I'll be honest with you. uh, Picture's pretty awesome. Um, Yeah. It's awesome. Looking picture. It's it's amazing. It looks good. Now, I think the stipulation here with this is that this guy said he ran it through multiple iterations on an AI, and then he also tweaked it after the fact. He made adjustments right. to it and things like that. So right. it wasn't just like type an algorithm and it, it spat this out. He did modify it, but I think the concept of it, and for the record, for, for the context, full context of the story, this guy was very open about like, when he submitted it, he was like, it was, he was, he laid it out there. He wasn't being trying to be sneaky or anything like that. When people found out that it was, you know, basically the genesis of it came through an AI, people were really upset. And I found that absolutely fascinating because um, I think what's possible now with AI is pretty amazing for me. And Justin and I have talked about yeah. this before is that nothing AI is, is that's being done with AI is threatening my job currently. So I'm like, this is cool. This is yeah. neat. Look what I can do with my voice mod. Or, yeah. you know, I am building a D&D campaign homebrew thing and Justin's going to be a part of it. And I'm like, man, I really would love to have this image to kind of oh, set the mood. And I'm like, I can't find, I can Google as much as I can. I'm not going to find it. And I type in just a few words and I get the exact thing. I'm like, this is yeah. perfect. This is exactly what I'm looking for. And I find it incredibly useful. Also, I, you know, my job is in instructional design. So sometimes I need to find stock photos and, you know, sometimes trying to find that exact thing that's capturing that subjective idea. Just, I can't quite find the right stock photo for it. I can just type that in and I get something pretty similar. You also get horrific things, but you know, you can get the things that you can then use, you know, in your stuff as opposed to like, I, listen, I'm sure I could contact a photographer and be like, hey, I'm looking for this kind of stock, you know, stock photo. They're like, yeah, it's going to be $2,000. Or right. contacting someone who's a phenomenal artist. I'm like, can you draw this really cool D&D scene for me? They're like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be $150 an hour for me to draw it. And then we're going to have to go back and forth. I'm going to have to give them notes. They're going to have to make adjustments where I can just go to an AI generator and be like, and then pop, you know, pop it in and get pretty much close to what I want from it. I think that's right. pretty amazing. No, it's incredible. I mean, I like I it's it's probably my favorite game to play when I'm like <laughs> on the bus. Right. Because like my, the one I use is through it's a bot on Discord. And so yes. I just like type in stuff and just wait mm-hmm. for it to spit it out. I will say I, I will say, especially with the one that I use, I don't know about the others, but the one that I use specifically, I have noticed that the computer is starting to not starting to, but you're starting to notice patterns that when people type in certain things, it only has like a couple frames of reference Mm -hmm. for what that should look like. And I'm starting to see very similar images. Teddy, is it gross stuff? Is it gross stuff that people are typing in? That's like, listen, no, it's like, it's like cityscapes specifically. It's like, listen, I'm really tired of pulling up Christina Hendricks wet in a shower with giant boobs when Justin right. and I were went, went in mid journey for a hot second. That's right. all I saw was people just trying to get the right Christina Hendricks photo. No, I, and I, they were I, there was, horrifying. There was, I, <laughs> I was at, I was at like a, uh, with my like 
D group we were mm -hmm. like we were starting a new campaign and so we were like playing around on mid journey to make like character avatars and yeah. there was this one guy who yeah. kept in he was like 45 different tries with this one specific like warrior princess thing and he kept trying to make like the slit on the dress like higher and higher oh. uh. you can tell from his like typing in. Uh. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like dude is really trying because he's because it won't allow you to type certain words so yeah. the way he was trying to describe what he wanted to get around the thing <laughs> was hysterical we were watching it in like real time as each <laughs> image was spat out like <laughs> that's the like the one good that and bad thing fight. about mid journey is you could because justin was the only reason why i knew that because i told him same similar thing i'm like hey find a find a photo or a portrait of your character and you're like and he just was like he went on found this thing typed in got an amazing portrait out of it but yeah, then he was like listen i get to see what everyone else is typing in here and i don't like it at all yeah, yeah you can and yeah. i can only as imagine that guy just being like i want labia menorah showing you know he just like starts typing in different like aspects to like right. get real specific about what's <laughs> yeah as soon as i got my character image i was like cool i'm leaving this discord right now yeah right <laughs> yeah but uh, but uh, what i what i was what i was trying to get at was like i i was making some like you know uh cityscape cyberpunk looking like thing for like maybe try to find some like get, get like a wallpaper for my computer or whatever right and i it, it spat out an image that i like really liked and i had it as like my phone background for for a couple months right um on some of the online forums with like ai art to show off like the best stuff especially with mid journey that it's like come up come up with mm -hmm. i have i kid you not in the last two months seen four images that aren't exactly like the one i made but some of the buildings are the exact thing just put in different places in the mm. image so there are limitations i honestly it, it it is pretty infinite but it's also not clearly because there are certain things that the computer is going to reference as like the most what it thinks represents that and that's what it's going to use so i think if there is like something to be like hopeful about as far as like artists are concerned is that at a certain point, it's only going to take what it thinks is the best representation of the word that you put in as opposed to a creative representation of what that could be. So if you type in like brick building, it might only have like a thousand things that it's actually going to spit out as opposed to someone coming up with an entirely new thing that has never been seen before in reference to a brick building don't you is think the it's the only just, thing i'll say it's just learning it just needs time like teddy might, could you see us in time. like two years you know three well, years and that's the thing the more that's uploaded to the internet the more projects that people do make from their mind the robot's gonna see that and take right. that creative they take that creative brief and then be like oh cool because like you can tell that it's 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 cycling through things that are most viewed by right. us and most appreciated by us and it's using that as a reference point to what it should be which is why it's so stunning when you type in like panda with a guitar and it spits out a panda with a guitar mm -hmm. like because it knows what a guitar looks like and it knows what a panda looks like right you yeah know? but at a certain point yeah I, I i it might run out of things and then it'll have to learn new ones yeah or at least to give you the option that's i don't an know it's point. certainly interesting that's a very interesting yeah. point about like you know it's only as good as what it's essentially input is you know like what it knows 
And yeah. I mean, you could, I guess, again, I have no idea how any of this stuff works. No clue whatsoever. No, me either. But I'm it's guessing, totally you know, yeah. a lot of this stuff is just in its infancy, you know, and yeah. it's just still like, you know, I know Dolly 2 is is another one that's sort of like the higher end of that gen, uh, the generation of stuff. And yeah. so I think it's only going to get... I think it's only going to get better in a lot of ways. I think it's going to get oh, crisper. Absolutely. It's going to get clearer. But I think you're right. If people, it's certain things, I think, I don't know, I guess it just depends on what it has as a reference point. Because, you know, Facebook had its AI bot, and uh, that was a real disaster because it just oh, yeah. picked up all of, it became a Nazi real fast, and it kept yeah. telling people to delete Facebook because uh, yeah. it was stealing people's data because that's what yeah. it was grabbing was all the top stuff and it's like wow this bot just turned against this master real fast you know like right. yeah <laughs> it was like pretty immediate wasn't it where yeah. it, it's like it's like yeah it was within like a couple days it was like oh yeah the best thing you should do with this is delete it yeah like, like don't use like, it because we're stealing your yeah. data it's like what you're right. the you're the bot you're the messenger <laughs> yeah. you're the voice exactly. of sauron you know no one heeded the warning yeah yeah, I feel like I feel like depending on like, because again, I, I'm with you. I don't know how it works, mm -hmm. but I do get the sense that at some point, um, similar to how I feel like, you know, people feel about things like home decor, how it all looks the same and we ah. can all buy the same things at every store and all that. I do think with AI at a certain point, we're going to be exposed to it long enough that you're going to start to be able to tell the difference hmm. because it's going to have certain things that it keeps doing because that's like the, the, the reference point that it has. I mean, I spent enough time on mid journey now that when I see like, I follow like vintage, like sci-fi accounts. Cause I like love that stuff like on mm -hmm. Instagram and they've started doing that because they, they need more content. They're posting like AI art and trying to pass it off as like thing. And you can tell because if you spent enough time on mid journey, you, you know what the computer does when right. it wants to make like an oil painting, it has a certain look. So it's, it almost begs the question, like does AI art have its own style and its own point of view inside of it? that should be considered as art like oh that you just flipped the script on me because that i did not think that's where you were going that's an interesting no for thought. real like yeah. you spend that's enough time on it and you start to notice very similar things at this point i can pretty confidently pick out what like a mid-journey oil painting hmm. looks like because the computer does certain things that's always the same no matter what you type in yeah like Oh, it's interesting that's you pull that up because because recently over the last like five days or so, especially over the weekend on Twitter, I just saw a lot of the stuff blowing up where people were arguing about like some people are all in on the AI stuff, calling it art. Yeah, it's cool. You know? And other people are like, this is an art, which is an amazing like I, I will be here to sit on the sidelines with my bucket of popcorn and watch this all day, every day. It is endlessly amusing to me. And in particular, there was this one, I think Justin shared the link with you, Teddy, of uh, this guy at Suhail has this image and he says, they say it's soulless. And he has this image that he pulls up and you look at it and you're like, at first glance, I'm like, oh, this is yeah, this is kind of neat, actually. it's it's It looks very... You know, it's got it's colorful. It's got, you know, these two characters. They look like, you know, you know, cute whatever, cute bunnies or something, creatures, and you know, they're walking yeah, together. You know, it's something. But then as you start looking closer at it, it's like, 
Wait, the hands look like they're not holding together. Looks like they're molded together. It can't do hands. It's re- it has a really hard <laughs> just time like with most hands. people can't do hands, right? Yeah. They can't draw hands. Which begs the question: Is it? Yeah, like is it human? I, no, I think so. Listen, that's it. Yeah, it's an absolute paradox because again, it's it's using what we are, what we have put into it to learn. Yes. So it's only as good as what we've been able to create, and yeah. it's just mashing those things together. Which I think that you could make the argument. I don't know if I agree with this, but you, I guess you could make the argument like you could use stuff like that for inspiration. And how is that any different than you right. looking at every other collection of all human things and going, "Oh, I could do that and change a couple things, and now it's mine." Yeah. That's all the AI is doing. That's it's just true. taking reference points and changing it to yeah. your like specific thing, mashing them together to get as close as it can. Absolutely. Like, no, it's very yeah. true. And I mean, I know they've used some of this AI generation for artists and art class to kind of get their juices flowing, to give them inspiration, to look at something and create something or use it as a way to do concept art for like storyboarding for whatever. So you can instantly be like, this is kind of what I'm thinking for this. So it can kind of help speed right, things along. It, because it's not coming again it's not coming from nowhere it's coming from something Mm -hmm. like and that something is us so i think it's worth at least thinking about where it's like it can't it can't necessarily be soulless because we're the one feeding it yes um some of the reactions to this though have been i'm sorry justin go ahead nope i was just gonna affirm what teddy said go ahead um some of the uh reactions to this though have been endlessly entertaining for me oh absolutely people especially this one in particular they looked at they're like this looks like the cover of the game that's always 90 percent off on the xbox game store and I, <laughs> I was just like that's that's amazing that's hilarious because a lot of people honestly the people that are really for this are also feel like the same people that are really for crypto Yes, and that I was they're about to say the same thing. They're just really or like NFTs. They're like, look at this. Right. And they say this is soulless. And then like uh someone really broke it down as well with uh what did they say? Uh I think I had a link to it here. No, I forget what it is. It was oh yeah, I have it right here in the, in the thing. It said, Dang bro, can you tell me the meaning of the piece? Why you chose those colors? Why you place the characters here and what they represent? What's the story here? Oh, it's just nice to look at. It's just manufactured to look nice. Seems pretty shallow, perhaps. Yeah. Even soulless. And someone replies to that. They go, the story is me type word, pretty image, ooga booga. You know, like just. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, because I also totally agree with that. That was the, I, honestly, that's a perfect example because like, I feel like with NFTs, uh, like when they were first really like, like the, the technology behind it was really starting to get popular with like, with like online forums and stuff like that being like, this is the future. One thing that always really stuck out with it. And it's the same thing I feel like with AI art is that the only reason why they're so obsessed with it is because they're like, because it's on the internet or because it's made by a robot, it will have value uh-huh. because it's on the blockchain. It will have value. And it's like, no man, it's still just art dealing. It's yeah. just whatever you think it's worth. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's not. Because it's on the blockchain, it is worth something. And it's like, no, it's not. Not at all. That's not and how it works. Like it's the same thing with AI art. It's like, yes, it's there, but yeah. I still don't think it will ever like replace humans. Not just because that's an optimistic view on it, but because you're absolutely right. It's like, why did you put this here? Why is this thing here? Yes, it's a pretty image, but the people who want art and the people who want to like create those things, that's never going to go away. Right. Yeah. Like, and at a certain point, yeah. you're creating entirely new markets where people are like, is this AI or is it like whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, 
And because that of that, yeah. Yeah, that's and that's going to be what the new now you know how they have uh, the people who can go through and say yes, this is a true Da Vinci or this is a uh, a replicant Da Vinci. You know, they're going to have people <laughs> who are going to be able to specialize now and go through and say, is this AI art or is this an original creation from someone? Yeah, absolutely. Like, It'll be a yeah. whole new – see, one job goes away, a new job springs up. That's right. A new marketplace, yeah. yeah. A cottage industry pops up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because there's this other guy that, that he tweeted earlier today. I, I found it, and his, it's at George Crudo, uh, C-R-U-D-O. And he just goes, my art is doomed. I just got owned. And essentially he had this post where he's, like, introducing himself as a digital sculptor. 3d art and it shows like a bunch of like you know uh, nintendo characters like princess peach and you know link and things like that he goes you can see my portfolio and then someone like replied to it and goes i created this with ai and it's just like an ai bird and then someone else goes and this it's another ai bird he's like dude seriously embrace the technology and evolve you can't win sadly and this guy goes my art is doomed I just got owned, you know, like as if these yeah. two things can exist at the same time. You know what no, I mean? They absolutely can. And I <laughs> yeah. think that's the thing. I think we're, yeah, it's the same thing with crypto and real money. It's, yeah. like, it's like people are like, it will replace everything. Well, it can't. You yeah. think the bodega down the street is going to start asking you what you're, what you're, you know, like, what you got the new Ethereum or are you on Bitcoin? You know, like, like yeah. Like, well, how are we supposed? No, they're not going to adopt that. We can barely get them to check their email. And you think they're going to like. <laughs> their credit card machine never works. Yeah. 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 It's, no. it's, I feel like they're chronically online takes. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, that's that's yeah. such a good point. Yeah. Really looking at it. Cause we get, we, we Doug, Doug and I will d dive into the, the philosophical side of it and really get, you know, uh, bogged down with, with the, <laughs> the nitty gritty and then you take it and you look at it from that you're just like yeah but who's making the arguments it's only people online it's all about yeah, yeah it it really is i don't think that as as big of a worry as as a lot of people are making it out to be oh it's, it's yeah. that it's that exact phenomenon of like of like the headline will say everyone is freaking out over insert thing here and then you like you go a few days and you and like you've never heard a, an actual person say anything about this right like yeah it's like no yeah. people on twitter which is a fraction of a fraction of percentage of people that are exactly. actually yeah. doing this but it's funny because this guy you know it just devolves into this ridiculous debate because this guy goes if you were looking for context on how all of this happened it's it was this comment that said artists tend to be a lot more emotional than logical it's not worth engaging them on these topics and this artist goes oh my hi friend how is it logical for someone who types a prompt to be considered an artist but when someone hires someone else for a commission the person being hired is considered the artist and it becomes now it just goes down this tube where People are trying to define what's an artist to a point where people start bringing Subway into it. And this guy replies, if I got to choose between a zillion options and then some guy at Subway is executing my order, then of course I am the creator of the sandwich and not the guy. He's just executing what I'm telling him. Like you're telling Blender what to do for you. Oh my God. <laughs> this is why. It's like, I, I, I hate, I think it's overused, but it's like the touch grass thing. You know what I uh, mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like for real, it's like it's like, oh my god, like that's that's another yeah yeah. Uh, I could I could go on for hours about this. This is this is this is great. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's you know the it just turns into this useless debate, which is also that's, fun that's at the same time. It's still fun because no, it's I hysterical. 
it opens up this idea of like, is the AI the art artist or is it the person typing the words? Are they both artists? Are they none? I mean, what, I'm you know, gonna, I'm going to say neither. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I also don't think someone making a sandwich at Subway should be called a sandwich artist. Then that's just me. That's but, skilled labor is what that is. You know? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. the, that's what that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I just you're typing words onto a into a prompt. That's. I mean, that just I'm comes sorry, down to. I, I I would originally say like, oh, how good are you describing the thing that's in your brain? But then it's also like, well, also how well does this AI understand what you're describing? So, it's a yeah. partnership in ultimate yeah. doom is what it is. Like, that's where the road leads to Mount Doom. AI art, right. a partnership in ultimate doom. Yeah, it is. It is pretty funny. The like the like measuring contest though of people being like i type this in better than you could you know what i mean <laughs> that's hysterical oh. that is some like that is some like man like like figure out what like kind of promotion you need or like you know maybe you need like a new game or some new friends or something because right. when you get to that point of like but look what i made it's like i like all right yeah. Well, I think the cool, balls man. to also like go to someone who's obviously an extremely talented artist to be like, oh, yeah, well, I made this bird by typing in some words into a computer. Eat shit. It's like, can we both be proud? Like, right. This one's not necessarily better than the other. Right. I mean, I can respect I can respect this about? person you know, for being able to do this. And also like, well, that's cool. You found something that generates this bird. That's cool. I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's also cool. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, it's wild. It's weird how we always do. It's always uh, it's either or, you know, yeah. it's either or. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, this is where it all ends. Gents. <laughs> this is this how is it ends. End. All part of the road to Mount doom. Y'all. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think it's about that time. So buckle in and get ready. It's that time. Oh, my God. I'm going to buff. <laughs> <laughs> see noah we found a way to use it yeah fuck you noah um so yes <laughs> welcome to anime out of context hey richie's intro was not expecting that one yeah that's yours buddy that was i made that on an iphone and it's beautiful so you is are an artist though? is it art it is art you're an artist you're a I musician none of those instruments you are an instrument yeah. artist person Way to go. Awesome. All right. So uh, if this is your first time at this segment, uh, get ready because it's going to be fun. Essentially what this is, is I this time have uh, procured a uh, a scene from an anime. This one is Bastard with two exclamation points. You can watch it on Netflix or don't. I don't really recommend it. I just watch it for content to be used in this particular segment. Uh, essentially, uh, I've written the script. Normally, it's just Justin and I, but Teddy is here to also join in on this. Teddy has got his work cut out for him tonight because Teddy is playing two roles. Oh, uh, yeah. And generally how I do this is I stick Justin with the roles that say 
the most stuff and the most insane stuff. But Teddy, you are going to be doing the honors tonight. Now, Teddy has not seen this. Justin has not seen this. I typed it up, unfortunately. So the way this is going to work is, uh, Teddy, you are going to be playing Dark Schneider, which is in the yellow, the gold, and you're also going to be playing Doshi, which okay. is in the green. I've given a little bit of a description as to what these are. Dark Schneider is a powerful spellcaster bent on taking over the world. So that's sort of your inspiration for who okay. this character is, because I find it infinitely more interesting when you don't know a lot about these characters. I just give you a little bit, little tidbits of things, you know, kind of like what, what, where they're coming from. Uh, Doshi is a very short and arrogant necromancer who overcompensates about himself over, like, everything. Just overcompensating, super arrogant, like, all the time. And you'll see it when you're going through the dialogue, like, what this guy's really like. Justin, you're going to be playing Gara, the powerful ninja master. I will be playing Nay, a powerful elven warrior, empress of thunder, adopted child and lover, gross, of Dark Schneider. Um, I'll also be reading the, uh, yep, you read that right. You heard that right. I'll also be reading the stage directions as well to kind of like get that stuff going. So um, we'll read this. It's a relatively short uh, scene. Uh, it's just over f- four pages. Uh, and uh, essentially, you make it your own. You have fun. And we just we just roll. It's anime Hell. out of context. And this is from Bastard, season one, episode 15, called... The triumphant return. And here we go. <clears throat> An army of zombies stands on the bridge to Metallicana. Doshi, a squat man in robes, stands at the head of the army, smiling as he stares at large swaths of magical energy emanating from the center of the castle. This aura. Something big is happening in there. Hey, Lynch, hurry up and get rid of those two. I got a bad feeling about this. We're off to an amazing start. Lynch, a large metal-clad warrior with an axe, stares down, oops, that's supposed to say Nay and Gara, who stand in defensive stances, ready to fight. What is going on? It can't be. When you've been around as long as me, there's nothing that surprises you. I thought you fools were smarter than that. You should know you're no match for Lynch. He was created by me. Doshi, the world-famous necromancer. I created him by assembling the very best parts collected from the corpses of 100 of the strongest warriors and knights. Lynch is the ultimate undead soldier. I, Doshi, the world-famous necromancer, granted Lynch my magic power, and Lord Abigail gave him the demon mail, the legendary suit of armor. Lynch is now invincible! A couple of weaklings like you can never beat him. Enjoy the show as Ninja Master Gara Nay, the Empress of Thunder, meet their demise at the hands of the magnificent work created by me, Doshi, the world-famous necromancer! <laughs> Famous? None of us have ever heard of you, Shorty. Now hurry up and send your little puppet over here so I can chop him to pieces, armor and all. I'll show you the power of the ultimate secrets of the sword! Gara and Ney begin to glow with power as they summon their respective energies. <laughs> I'm not short. <laughs> and you're going to pay for that. Show them what you made of, Lynch. Go kill the traitors. 
Lynch leaps forward with his axe held high. Nay and Gara leap as well to meet him in the air. True magican. Secret how can Thunderclaw strike? Gara and Nay land their blows with a blinding light. They look on proudly. No way! Serves you right, pipsqueak. Suddenly, Lynch appears out of the blinding light and swings his axe, hitting the ground with such force that Gara and Nye, Nay are blown backwards into a nearby rock wall. <laughs> Your swords won't work against the demon male. You'll soon find out how impotent you fools are against us! What's going on here? Something's affecting my strength. I'm too... Doshi leaps over to Gara and Nay. I thought you used to be one of the four divine knights. You're so weak. There's no point in trying to fight. At this very moment, Atherosax awakes. The god of destruction's, tremen destruction's tremendous energy is flowing into Lynch and the demon male. I'd say at your current level, you can't touch Lynch. You couldn't even put a scratch on his armor. I can't die like this. Darsh might come back to life. Damn. This is bad. Now my vision's getting hazy. <laughs> Doshi kicks Nay in the head and throws her and Gara to the ground. He begins kicking them in the stomach and back as he talks. Your newfound power of good is useless. You're nothing in the face of the power of the god of destruction's overwhelming evil. Do you understand now? I'm going to teach you two a lesson. I'm going to make you pay dearly for your wisecrack about me being short. Lynch steps forward, gripping his axe, and stares down at Gera and Nay. He begins swinging his axe above his head, gathering energy. As he's about to bring his axe down, he's kicked by Dark Schneider. You're the one who's dying here. What? No way. Hold on. What's going on? Where did this guy come from? <clears throat> You're not the only ones who got stronger with the power of evil. I'm gonna smack you back to where you came from. Now go! Dark Schneider unleashes a torrent of punches and kicks before sending a particularly powerful punch at Doshi, knocking him and Lynch high into the air. You're kidding. You heard me. Go back to hell and take your corpses with you! Damned! As Dark Schneider speaks the magic word, Lynch and Doshi explode! Doshi screams in pain as Lynch melts away <coughs> in the all-consuming blaze. Only the demon male remains. Nay runs into Dark Schneider with tears of joy in her eyes and jumps into his arms. It's okay. There, there, don't cry. Everything's all right. What the heck is going on here? Are you really alive? Are you sure you're not an undead? <laughs> you idiot. Look at my long legs. <laughs> They're real. You think you would have learned by now that? You think you would have learned by now that handsome young heroes like me are immortal? But comedic side characters like you, the gods created in their spare time is a joke. Never come back to life once they're dead. You should be more careful. You're such a bastard. And scene. That was... I feel like the end of that was like regional theater. <laughs> oh, a, a, a thousand percent. 
First of all, Teddy, you actually nailed that voice of Doshi. Like he sound that sounded very, very close to what the anime actually sounded like. I feel like they all have that, like for my Yu-Gi-Oh fans out there, like that Weevil Underwood. Like <laughs> you're not getting away this time. Ah! Like yeah. all short characters. Yes, you can are upset about being short. Sound the same. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell which one of the three of us is a professional voice actor. Yes, too. absolutely. <laughs> I did also, my best uh, to give myself fun. the least amount of lines in that. I was like, I want Justin and Teddy to have fun with this. So oh, and, yeah, good. And this good. didn't disappoint because uh, I'm sorry. That first monologue you had, <laughs> I th- uh, just, I created him by assembling the very best parts of collected from the corpses of a hundred dead strongest warriors at night. Lynch is the ultimate undead. Like, it's just unnecessary exposition. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, I love it. And he says at least three times in that monologue that he is Doshi, the world-famous necromancer. Like, he (laughs) makes sure to say that. And I just love... All anime has a lot of over-explaining. You know, you sometimes get the internal dialogue of, like, what they're doing, what they're planning... And everything like that. And then th- then there's this where people are like, I'm going to use my superpower ability to cut through his armor. Because then, you know, and we've done this with previous bastard episodes where it's like, you know, vampires are weak against the following magic. Blah, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. So if they do this, then they should be good. But if not, then they're going to be in trouble. And it's just All caught up audience. Yeah, it's like, do you get it? And yeah, I, tr- I truly think that the that more boomers and older older folk would love anime because mm-hmm. they treat the audience the same way that like procedural cop shows do where like they'll be standing over a dead body and they'll be like oh looks like he was shot in the head and it's like we can clearly see that he was fucking shot in the head yeah and it's like with a bullet no less oh you're right with a bullet yeah like and then there's the, the, the like i they would love it because mm-hmm. it's every moment is explained and then explained further in case you didn't get it yeah and some some are better than others like some will leave you like to your imagination and they leave the visuals to kind of tell the story not this show uh this show as i think is intentionally like silly in a lot of ways like it's the guy who who originally wrote this was huge into like metal bands in the 80s so that's where things like metallicana is the name of a city anthrasax is then the god of destruction from anthrax you've got you know the spells that they cast are sometimes like Guns and Roses is what he's casts to cast oh the spell. <laughs> That's funny. You know, and so just, yeah, the Darth Snyder's really obnoxious. He says multiple times, he's like, basically like, I'm the main character. I can't die. You know, he just says bizarre shit like that. It's, it's, it's I, absurd. Is, I, and I thought, demon mail that's what happens when you send an email to the wrong email address right that's, you that's, get that bounce back that's matt damon mail got my bad oh, okay. see that's the difference. common mistake common mistake. mistake yeah i used to get scared shitless when i was you know first had my hotmail account and i got the demon mail came back to me i was like what if because it's all caps i'm like what have i done oh no <laughs> what have i summoned <laughs> Oh, man. This is bad. Well, uh, rot on my inbox. <sighs> Teddy, thank you so much for being game thank for you, that, man. man. That like, was so good. Yeah, that was, no, that was super fun. I love that. That was the first time we've done that with a guest. So that was super fun. <laughs> yeah. And I had a lot of fun being like, all right, who's Teddy going to play? I'm like, I'll have him play two characters because they only overlap one time in the conversation. So that should be really fun. So you did a fantastic job. <sighs> Thank you for that. Thank you for typing the stuff. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Happy to do it. And if you want to contribute to this, if you have your own scene, you would love to have us all do, which we've done once and you want to surprise me, 
just all you got to do is type it up. You know, you got to send it over to us. Hit us up, uh, uh, mindgappodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on any of our socials. Send us your scene. Give us a little bit of direction, like who you want to play what, and just kind of a little description of the characters, and then we'll just take it from there. Job will be done. We will accept your submissions. Uh, If anyone out there is a talented artist and wants to animate or reanimate what we are doing with these, uh, you know, um, go ahead. We'll have you on as a guest. That's the offer. And same thing. If you're an artist that is also wants to AI generate this, we're here for it as well. So, you (laughs) know, why not? Whatever you do, you. So if you're an expert typer who wants to AI generate, I'm not going to call you an artist. You're an expert (laughs) keyboardist. That's just, I don't know, man. Get with the times, Justin. Jesus. Woo. All right. Now it's time to move on to recommendations. Uh, this is the part of the show where we recommend stuff, uh, stuff that we've watched, consumed, read, you know, watched otherwise, uh, things that we're interested in that we think you would enjoy. Um, and I think we're going to start with Justin. Justin, what do you recommend for this week? So I uh, have really been digging House of, uh, House of Dragons, House of the Dragon. I don't even know what the fuck it's called. The new HBO uh, House of the Dragon. That's it. Um yeah, it's surprisingly, uh, you know, we, if you go back and listen to the episode we did when Game of Thrones ended, I was trying my hardest to defend it, and I have since come around to it was not a good ending for that show. This is uh, a wonderful surprise. It's, it's, I've been enjoying it. So I would say if you, uh, if you liked Game of Thrones, were upset about how it ended, and you want a palate cleanser, Go check this show out. I think you might enjoy it. It's set 200 years before uh, Game of Thrones, so you're not getting any of that storyline. Um, but uh, you're seeing some cool visuals, and uh, all the incest is there, so that's fun. <laughs> Great. I can take a yep. break from my Pornhub searches and watch House of the Dragon. Great. There you go. Look, HBO is just trying to bring it to you mainstream. That's all it is. That's cool. That's yeah. right. Let's normalize stop, incest. Stop opening an incognito window on your <laughs> browser. Stop searching for it. Just come to HBO. It's not TV. It's porn. <laughs> Whew, Teddy, what do you got to recommend? Uh, I'm trying to think. I, you know, I, I tend not to be a big like like TV watcher over the summer. I, I feel like I like, especially in Chicago, I try to like <laughs> you know take advantage of that while it's while yeah, it's happening. Right. But um, if if y'all haven't already uh been on the Abbott Elementary train man it just already season two like they're just getting better and better I feel like that show gets better with every single episode um it really fills that hole of the just like just comedy com- just workplace comedy you know yeah. you sit down you watch an episode you have some laughs it's great um they had one of the funniest bits I've seen in a long time in like their their second episode this season uh and I would like spoil it but it should involves my favorite character in it and i i love that um yeah i i would say uh, like things i was watching before we're, we're dating myself like months back now but man i got on like a righteous gemstones kick and if you haven't seen that my god is that some of the most like f- funny but also truly creative television i've seen in like a long time like that that stuff that is that is it's wild it's absolutely <laughs> wild. I love it so much. I'm uh, very excited for uh, uh, for season three of that. Cool. Um, and yeah, um, you know what? I you know what? This is a personal recommendation, uh, and this isn't along the lines of like 
things you should or but this is a little activity i think everyone should do uh go to your local like like record slash like dvd like place uh that's like that's like still kind of like trying to sell like a lot of that those kind of like collector's items and mm-hmm. ask for the thing that they are the most proud of on the shelf because a lot of times what you're gonna get and i just had an experience buying some more of these i do this like once a year because it's always very expensive um uh, but I buy like a couple of like collectors pieces from these people, cool. and I just got recommended uh, and bought um, uh, a DVD. It was a uh, uh, Japanese toy commercials from the seventies and eighties, wow. as well as uh, uh, it was a uh, compilation of uh, uh, safety videos for uh, nuclear bomb uh, shelters <laughs> and stuff like that from the fifties uh, and sixties. <laughs> uh, okay. Really great stuff, as well as a John Candy and Eugene uh, Levy uh, uh, special that they did for HBO. Speaking of, like, like back in like '84, and wow. it's them as these like polka artists. And he was like, "I don't know if anyone else has a DVD of this." And like, but if you like, I'm. It is on. It is for sale if you would like it. And I bought that. That's and so, like, amazing. here's my recommendation: you go out to those places, you find yourself some fun lost media. You'll have a great time. That that's awesome. Is an incredible recommendation. Great, probably yeah. one of the best recommendations we've ever had. So yeah, yeah. easy, nice. Uh, yeah. For me this week, I actually I started it last week and I finished it. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven Edge Runners. Uh, it's on Netflix. Oh, the anime, the animated thing. I've been, oh, I got to check that out. I've heard it's, it's so good. It's pretty good. If you're if you're familiar with that series, you'll probably like it. Um, I haven't delve too much in i haven't played the game or anything like that but it came very highly recommended and i watched it it's actually a good anime um and it's super violent so heads up to anyone who might be squeamish with that it's got a pretty cool soundtrack i feel like and i just really enjoyed the story essentially just the overall gist of it is there's a a kid living in uh cyberpunk city i don't know if that's what it's called but that's what i'm gonna call it uh and uh times are tough and he, uh, this is a place where uh, a lot of folks will do what they call putting chrome in their bodies. Essentially, they're adding mechanical adjustments that allow them to do kind of almost superhuman stuff. He comes across a piece. He has to make a decision whether he wants to be a good boy or a bad boy. And you kind of follow his journey. And it's really interesting, really cool. And I think it's only 10 episodes. They're like 25 minutes. So it's small time investment and i thoroughly enjoyed it i burned through it last week i watched the first two episodes and then i was off to the races so again it's on netflix uh i highly recommend it uh one of these days maybe we'll do anime out of context with a good show like that who knows that would be fun because they speak in a very specific like vocabulary where sometimes you're like huh what but what's crazy is by the end of it you understand what they're saying like you get it you get the context it's like reading a book that's really heavy on the jargon and you're like what the fuck does this mean but then you through context you're like i know what that means now and it's kind of cool how that works out so check that stuff out but more importantly check teddy out teddy once again where can people find you yeah again you can find all of my sketch comedy and comedy stuff on instagram at teddy g underscore comedy or if you just type in teddy g comedy it should come right up there uh the 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 thumbnail is me with a uh a lovely uh, uh, a parka around my whole body and I'm screaming into the abyss. So it's hard to miss. Um, and then you can also find me on TikTok if that's also your preferred way of uh, consuming anything. I know Instagram reels is like not cool. Uh, <laughs> you can find Tell me that to my at- wife. 
She thinks it's pretty cool. Well, that's the thing. Uh, like, it's it's you get the stuff weeks later is really yeah, what it is. It's like enough. all the things that were viral last week. Reels gets it the next week. Um, but you can find me uh, on TikTok at Teddy Gales, just one word: T E D D Y G A L E S. Very cool. Please go check out Teddy. Yeah. He's got some great stuff. Be cool. I, right? I actually, yeah, I, I'm the finale of a, a, a web series I had been like working on since like earlier this uh, this summer is we just actually today filmed like the final scene of it. So that'll be out soon. Nice. So, nice. Get, find me, catch up on all the mountains, 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 goodness, and uh, get ready for that finale. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Very cool. Um, also, don't forget to follow MindGap at all your favorite social media places. We're on TikTok. We're not prolific, but we're there. We post our clips there sometimes. Um, you can follow us on our social medias at MindGap Podcast. Uh, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. Join us for one of our live streams, podcasts on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central, video game stream featuring me and the MindGap All-Stars on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. This Saturday, October the 8th, we'll be uh, streaming uh, Overwatch 2. I almost said October 2. What the fuck's wrong with me? Overwatch 2, so come check that out. Uh, join our Discord. Uh, link in the description. Check us out on Patreon. Check us out on redbubble.com. All that good stuff. And also, don't forget to follow Justin as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Good Pods, uh, Pod Bean Caster. What's the one we just charted on? Good Pods. Cool, Good Pods. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, all the places that you can find and consume quality podcasts, you can find us. Uh, rate, review, share, uh, all those things. The big one is sharing because it's caring and we want you to let people know that we are out there and we exist and then two east eighth.com and uh two east eighth and all of social media and of course do not forget love and improv film.com go to the seed and spark campaign donate anything that you can and help us get this film made so that teddy can keep working please yes. keep doing the job yeah it's imperative yes. for sure yes Teddy, thanks so much for coming by and hanging out with us. This was an absolute delight. And for the record, you're welcome to come back anytime you want. Because I'd love to. I'd love to. I feel like on our, our list of topics, we 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 hit AIR and we did not stop. So <laughs> we got yeah. we got There's plenty of other things. <laughs> so much more I'd love to talk to you about. So uh, I think we could have a lot of fun. So thanks so much uh, for being here with us this week. You're you're yeah, the goddamn best. Me. Absolutely. And with that being said, I'll say Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. Thanks, Pat. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.